You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. It's been a while. We've been going through a lot as a nation and as an Auburn family, and it's finally time again to talk something related to Auburn basketball. My name is Kyle. I am your host for this edition. My normal co-host Drew Hooper is not with me tonight, but we couldn't miss an opportunity to put out a podcast episode for Inside the Jungle with quite a big event coming up right now. Yes, we missed March Madness. We missed out on the opportunity of those one shining moments because of COVID-19 coming in, literally just taking so many things away from us. And there are many of us that are affected far greater than I personally am right now. Uh, So I don't want to make light of that in any way. But the fact of the matter is for us basketball fans, we literally had our hearts ripped out in March for March Madness. But thankfully, we're able to stay connected to things like recruiting anticipating what's coming for the next season for Auburn basketball fans. But in the intermediary, we get to take on something this year and take hold of something called the basketball tournament. Now, I've got to be honest with everybody. I had no clue what this was. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, this has been around for five plus years, and I had no clue that it existed. Frankly, I'm ashamed of myself as a basketball fan because... It sounds like an amazing idea. I mean, who doesn't love a basketball tournament format? Now, look, I'm not a big NBA fan. I will be now a little bit more with Chumo Kiki uh, in the league and uh, a couple of other Auburn players with some potential to make some rosters uh, in the future. That being, obviously, Jared Harper, Bryce Brown still got some potential out there as well. And then, obviously, some Tigers in the future will probably be heading that way as well. But I love something outside of the professional spectrum, something that feels a little bit more organic to the college basketball atmosphere. And that to me is this, the basketball tournament. Now, first of all, what are the name? I mean, like the most basic name, but it's the best name possible for it. The basketball tournament or TBT, as you see it put on social media, on their website. And you can go to the tournament.com and get a lot more information than I will be able to give you here. And this is going to be very Auburn-centric because what we'll be doing as Auburn fans is following a team in this tournament that not only started pulling in some Auburn players, started to attract the attention of the Auburn family, but found a way and realized what I've been preaching to a lot of people for many, many years now, that if you as a professional or semi-pro or any time outside of the college athletic spectrum, if you want to have a good showing for a fan base, you need to draft 
uh, sign, whatever, what have you, an Auburn athlete because the Auburn family will come in droves and support that athlete. It's It happens every single time, whether it's Cam Newton going to the Panthers, RIP, whether it's uh, Chumo Kiki going to the Orlando Magic, Bryce Brown uh, spending some time in the G League. Uh, you know, we, we follow people, Rowdy Gaines in the Olympics. We, we follow people because there are Auburn family members. And it seems like uh, what was known as Tampa 2020, a team in this tournament, decided to take on that challenge of ingraining themselves in the Auburn family culture and drawing upon the strength of that. So let's take a step back here and talk a little bit about what this is before we get into War Tampa and their connection to Auburn. So as I said, this tournament's been around for uh, about five years or so, and it is a single elimination tournament dating back to 2014. They've only had three champions of this tournament each year it's been played. The first year it was Notre Dame Fighting Alumni. Uh, the next four years it was the Overseas Elite. Both of those teams, I believe, still are in here. And then last year's champion is Carmen's Crew. Now, you ask, these are some interesting names. Where do they come from? What typically happens in this tournament is that uh, teams will form around a school, uh, players from a particular school, a particular region, uh, something like that. To me, it feels a lot like what... Uh, not the XFL, the, uh, oh, I'm, I'm blanking on it now. People are screaming at me at this moment. The other uh, tried to be pro football team, uh, the Alliance, that's what it was, where they tried to bring in regional players to draw upon uh, the college athletics fandom for that. And in my opinion, it worked for the one season in terms of that aspect, not financially, but regardless, that's not, it doesn't need to hear or there for this podcast. Uh, but that's what this is trying to do, is trying to drive some of that hype, some of that regional um, atmosphere, the uh, commitment to those players, those certain teams, those certain regions. And I think it does it very well. So a lot of these teams are going to be situated like that. So you're going to have the Notre Dame Fighting Illini. You're going to have uh, the Illinois Illini. Uh, Illinois Illini. Illinois alumni, a lot of those type of teams are going to be made up here. Um, these players uh, had to get signed, had to uh, agree to be part of this, and what will happen is they're all competing in this tournament for this year. It's been a lot larger in the past. There are 24 teams that will be competing for a $1 million pot. Now, how it's decided, how that's divvied up among the winning team is decided, I'm sure, by the GM, the coach, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that's just the gist of it. 24 teams over about a week or so, uh, I believe about two weeks, they uh, will be playing in single elimination basketball based on re regionally based teams. And uh, whoever comes out on top will get the $1 million pot. And thankfully, in the time where we're really, really lacking in sports, this is all going to be on ESPN and their family of channels, so you will get to watch it. And in some ways, this year, even though this tournament has been, has been around forever, we will get some type of a feel of March Madness. And so that's what makes me very excited for this tournament. So let's get into why this is such an important thing for us as Auburn basketball fans and why we're going to be so interested in this. Again, as I've alluded to, Tampa 2020 in the basketball tournament became War Tampa, literally adopting part of our battle cry because they started bringing in so many former Auburn basketball players 
and because they started getting involved with the Auburn family and seeing how passionate we are as a fan base and more importantly as a family that you just can't help but try to adopt part of that culture into what you're becoming in this basketball tournament. And it's a pretty awesome logo, I might add. I mean, just think about it. You throw war into a logo, uh, that just kind of makes things awesome there. It makes you feel real raw, raw. Let's go play some sports. I don't know if anybody else feels out that way. Uh, Probably not, and that probably makes me a little bit weird, but hey, I'll go with it. So we'll go through the makeup of the team, uh, mainly centered around the Auburn players, but I'll mention who else is going to be part of this program. And again, heavily favored towards having Auburn athletes, but also players from Florida as well. Some of these will have played at schools uh, that weren't in Florida, but they have some ties back to Florida. And again, not everybody fits into the category of Auburn or being from Florida, but that just is kind of the theme that they tried to go with with each of these things here. So again, they're all playing for this $1 million pot, and they're each going to have a different share of it. Obviously, the GM, the coach, certain players are going to have probably a little bit more uh, of the pot that they would be eligible for. That is all worked out before they get there and who gets what percentage of this pot. So for this team, you've got a GM, Matt Mashella. Honestly, don't really know anything else about him except that he is the GM and has helped assembled so many great Auburn players together once again, which is going to make this so important for us. The head coach is John Bianchi. Now, he comes from Trinity College of Florida, which is there. You can kind of see why there's such an emphasis on Florida athletes as well. And he's going to have a $100,000 share of this pot. So let's talk about the Auburn players that you are going to get to once again cheer for and again look let's just put it on the table we all understand that this is not for Auburn this is not about Auburn but it gives us those type of feels when we see a group of athletes that we love so much back together and I believe if I'm correct at some point all of these players most of them, I think, played or were close in time together in the Bruce Pearl era. So it kind of does feel like some of the best of the Bruce Pearl time thus far are going to be playing together again. Obviously, the big one that everyone knows about, he's going to be playing under the number zero instead of two at Auburn, Bryce Brown. He still can shoot it from way downtown. Yes, I quoted the song. There you go. <laughs> Six foot three shooting guard, and he is uh, having a winning share of $100,000 of the pot if they win it. Now, Bryce, we obviously all have a very soft spot for him because he was part of the class that really saw the beginnings of the Bruce Pearl era taking effect. Those first couple of seasons weren't that fun, uh, weren't that great. And he rode through some of that and brought us to literally the highest point thus far in Auburn basketball history, reaching the Final Four behind that amazing three-point shot that he had. So we're going to get to watch him do that again. And I've seen a couple of videos of practices they've had. And let me just tell you, he can still shoot it from way downtown. Auburn player number two to get excited about on this team is Horace Spencer, who is and will always be in my heart, Agent Zero for the Auburn Tigers. One of my favorite Auburn basketball players, not just of the Bruce Pearl era, not just of the last decade, but of all time. He is an unsung hero to me, a guy that 
had a lot of promise coming in and realized a lot of that, but then had some you know hiccups here or there or didn't really maybe realize the potential in some areas people thought he would, but really solidified himself as a part of this core program that developed at Auburn. So I'm really excited to see Horace back on the court again. He'll be playing with the number 15. I find it interesting that Bryce Brown is going to be playing with zero when that is Horace's number in college. I wonder how that happened or if that conversation ever happened between the two of them. Who knows? Uh, But you will always be uh, Agent Zero in my heart, Horace Spencer, and I'm very excited to watch you play and have a block party again again he is a six foot eight power forward he is playing for a hundred thousand dollar share of the winnings we're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement one of the things that we take great pride here at the e2c network are our listeners are really our e2c network family now i know they enjoy listening to us but let's be honest every once in a while they probably would like a little bit of change of pace Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. Auburn player number three goes back a few extra years, and that is Deshaun Murray. Now, the thing that people remember about Deshaun Murray is is that you look at his stats. Six foot four, big enough to be a forward, a small forward type. Uh, The dude does not play like a small forward. He plays like a power forward or a center because for a while there, if my memory serves me correctly, he was leading the SEC for a significant amount of time in rebounding. A six foot four small forward. That shows you how tenacious, how dominant the guy was at the glass. And might I just say, not only did he get some rebounds, he got some pretty good baskets, high percentage baskets down there below the glass because of his tenacity in rebounding resulted in points for him down there as well. And just an overall, an all-around good basketball player as well. Deshaun will actually be playing for a $120,000 share of the winnings if War Tampa does go on to win the championship in this thing, which is very interesting there. Uh, He's gotten a little bit larger, the percentage there. Maybe that's for signing on early to the team. Not really sure how all that works, but hey, way to go, Deshaun, for being part of the team and getting yourself a little extra money if you guys win. Now, I have to admit, as I'm recording this, I'm actually finding out a little bit of information that I wasn't aware of, and I was I was on vacation for a little bit, so some of this probably slipped past me. There was a fourth Auburn player uh, that was part of this team and may still be a part of this team. I can't really figure out what the story with that is because it looks like this may be like a 20-person roster, but I'm only seeing a certain amount of players actually listed on the page. You can go to the tournament.com slash team slash war dash Tampa and see for yourself. And that may change by the time you're hearing this. But LaRon Smith, 
a former power forward for the Auburn Tigers or center, depending on what type of scheme you run, um, was listed here for War Tampa and currently not sitting on the roster that I'm seeing right here on the homepage. Now, that being said, maybe he he's a, he's a reserve, a backup of some sorts. I, I don't really know, again, how this works. This is the first time I've known about this tournament, learning all this stuff on the fly. But I really hope that we do get to see him at some point uh, because I was kind of excited to see a guy like LaRon Smith who came in at the very beginning of the Bruce Pearl era and didn't see a lot of time like we thought he would, but I'd like to see him do a few things. Now, I do remember him having, as I've already said for Horace Spencer, a block party and doing very well at those block parties. So I'd like to see some of that happening again. Uh, but those were the three that you'll definitely see on this roster, uh, but a fourth one that was at one point and may still be just not sure where I'm sitting at right now. Now, some other cool Auburn ties that go along with the War Tampa are supporters of this, and I believe these are former athletes of Auburn, and not just Auburn, but in general, uh, that want to support uh, these players in this tournament and the team. Some of those being Marquise Daniels, a graduate assistant at Auburn. Uh, Chuma Okiki himself has pledged his support there as well. And there are others, but I, I, Mustafa Heron is one who is a former Auburn basketball player and then went on to St. John's, was one that pledged his support at one point as well. Um, so there are a lot of Auburn ties to this team as well as a lot of Florida ties uh, to War Tampa. And I think when you've got such a great response from the Auburn family, it makes sense that you change your logo, your color scheme, uh, the part of your name to it, War, but still keep that thing that makes it Auburn and Florida, the War Tampa. So it's a good meshing of two different uh, entities that are coming together to probably make a very competitive team at this point. I want to do a quick rundown of the rest of the players that are on this roster. And I want to stop on one in particular that I'm really excited about, uh, but I'll just run through them very quick for you. Number two, Shahid Davis out of UCF, a six foot nine power forward. Scotty James from Liberty, a six foot nine center. Number five, Justin Gray from Texas Tech, a six foot six shooting guard, will be a nice complimentary piece to Bryce Brown at the shooting guard position. Number eight, Brent Jackson from Columbus State University, a six foot five shooting guard. Fletcher McGee, a six foot four shooting guard, really a point guard from Wofford College. Taylor Persons from Ball State at number 14. He's a six foot three point guard. And then Sean Willett from Queens University of Charlotte will be number three. He's a six foot four small forward. Now, the one that I want to pinpoint on is Fletcher McGee. When I heard that he was signed up to play with my Auburn boys, I got super excited about this. In the last March Madness, I became a huge Fletcher McGee fan and that Wofford team in the tournament. Uh, he had a very dominant opening round, uh, a so-so second round. And I think that's where they uh, got, got out of the tournament at, and that being March Madness. But I love the way he plays, and I'm very excited to see him listed. And I've seen a lot of speculation about players to watch on certain teams, and you see the names of the Auburn players coming up, and that being Horace mainly, Bryce Brown, but you and Deshaun Murray as well, but you also hear Fletcher McGee's name coming up a lot. So I think those are four key players right there that are going to work very well together and make this team potentially very successful. So lastly, as part of this preview, let's take a look at how this tournament is scheduled currently to take 
shape, but also how it could take shape for, I almost said the Auburn Tigers, but for war Tampa. Now the games will begin the opening round, the round of 24, as they call it, on July 4th and 5th. Uh, Auburn's players, uh, I almost did it again, war Tampa's uh, game will be on July 4th against the House of Postery Pain. This is the Illinois uh, alumni. I believe this is from the, because they, because they're from Champaign, Illinois. I, I, I couldn't have that completely wrong, but that's just my guessing there. But basically it's the Auburn alumni versus the Illinois alumni, the 16 seed and the 17 seed Warren Tampa. Um, they will move on to the round of 16. The second round uh, will be held July 6th through 9th and take on last year's champion for the basketball tournament, Carmen's crew. So let's look at this for a second. You know, we're all high on this right now. We all think that Auburn players are unbeatable, especially after uh, players like Bryce Brown and Horace Spencer being included that after the run they had last year in March Madness. I do think personally uh, that War Tampa will come um, out victorious, not just because of the Auburn players, but because of the caliber of the other players there as well. Uh, will move forward to that second round. The problem is, is you're running into last year's champion. And look, I haven't done a lot of research on Carmen's crew. I haven't seen if they retained everybody or most of everybody, or if it's a brand new crew. But they're coming in as the number one seed, so that's a little scary there. So if Auburn were able to beat them, it would be a huge shock, I think, in this tournament. But if there was a team positioned, uh, hype-wise, talent-wise, to do it, I think it's War Tampa. And I'm kind of not shocked that they put him in that position because I think that's going to be a marquee game. Uh, Carmen's crew is known for being the Ohio State alumni, and it's not a shock that the tournament's being held in Columbus, Ohio, and they're the number one seed. Go figure. Home cooking. So after this point, it could get a really murky. I mean, may not get out of the first round. I believe they will. It's going to be tough for them to get out of the second round. But after that, you'll have the quarterfinals from July 10th through the 11th, the semifinals on July 12th, and then the championship will actually take place on July 14th. So over a course of about 10 days, a week and a half to two weeks, this will take shape and we'll figure out who's going to win the $1 million uh, winner take all at the very end of this thing here. Um, Auburn's Auburn or War Tampa has a very uh, tough road to go through they can get through Carmen's crew though I do think that they have a strong possibility to go much further in this tournament maybe not all the way to the championship but I do think that they'll be very successful if they can get past Carmen's crew some other names they might see if they got past that second round the Red Scare that's the Dayton alumni that ought to be a very good game if Auburn and the Red Scare I keep saying Auburn if Ward Tampa and the Red Scare uh, actually end up together in the quarterfinals. Uh, you've also, on the other side of that bracket, got the Golden Eagles, the Marquette alumni. Uh, the Eberlein Drive is the five seed as well. Um, so some very good teams with some very uh, good programs associated with that they may end up seeing. On the way other side of this bracket, you've got teams like Bayheim's Army. That's obviously the Syracuse alumni. Uh, the money team, I just love that name. That's hilarious. The overseas elite. Now, if you remember at the beginning of the show, I mentioned the last couple of champions that they've had. The overseas elite were four years in a row. They're the number two seed uh, on that side of the bracket. So I do think in the number two seed overall, 
Uh, so I do think that they're going to be very powerful as well. And I think if I remember back to the live show I do on Facebook on Monday nights when I was just speculating completely uninformed, I predicted if Auburn was going to make it to the championship round, it was going to be versus the overseas elite. I don't think Carmen's crew is going to make it out this year because I hope and I, I believe that they're not going to make it past war Tampa. So that's basically the bracket. Again, you can find all that information at the tournament.com and specifically you can find uh, war Tampa's page there as well. Find the roster uh, with the coach, the GM, any of that information that you want to know for time. It's going to be on ESPN, all the bracket. It's all there. So that's where you can get that information. Now we want to hear from you at home. What you think this tournament will shape out to be for war Tampa or the Auburn team, as I keep trying to call them, because basically we've taken ownership of it. I mean, it's just how we do the Auburn family just runs things when we get involved with it. Uh, but we want to know from you, let us know what you think about the likelihood that war Tampa takes the $1 million. Regardless of that fact though, we are all super excited to watch again some basketball that we can get connected to as Auburn family members. And we're excited to watch Bryce Horace Deshaun Murray, and hopefully LaRon Smith if we get that figured out. And just to be there supporting with other former players like Marquise Daniels, uh, Chuma Okiki, that makes it even more special. So I'm very excited for this, and I hope you are as well. Don't be a stranger. Let us know in the comments on this episode page what you thought about uh, my comments and any that you might have about the tournament in general. And that's all I have for you in this edition of Inside the Jungle. But until I talk to you again... War Eagle and War Tampa. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?